Hello everybody. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi from Pick Your Trail. This is our third uh, Ask Me Anything session. Um, the previous sessions were on Europe and uh, traveling in Southeast Asia. So this time we have a very special uh, guest with us here. Sorry. So this is Anusha. Anusha Padmanabhan has traveled with her kid uh, across I don't know how many countries and across India as well. Uh, so she's going to be answering a lot of questions on uh, how you travel with children. Yep, I think that's straight now. Just give us a minute, please. We're just like getting things. Yeah, now now we're visible, right? Hi. So before you guys go ahead and ask your questions, I would probably like just ask her about her last trip to Bali. Uh, so Anusha travelled with us to Bali with her 15-month-old son Vidyut. So she's going to tell us how the experience was. That was not her first trip. She's had many, many, many trips before. But uh, Bali was special because uh, they had a very good time there. So she's going to tell us about that. So hi Anusha. So hi, hi Shafali. Thanks, thanks Pick Your Trail and Team for getting me live on your page now. Uh, with you, with myself and Matsa and my husband, we had gone on a trip to Bali this summer and we had a wonderful time uh, at Bali thanks to your team that everything was well organized way ahead of time and we had everything ready for Vidyut in hand. We had booked a room with a proper kitchenette so we were able to fix some baby food for him whenever we wanted and Vidyut is very fond of uh, swimming so we also had a private pool option in our room. Wow, okay. So uh, thanks to your team here and they got it just bang on. And everything from travel to uh, you know selecting the places was done perfectly and we had a wonderful time in Bali. So uh, Anusha has made sure that she chose a location that is I think child friendly, yeah. Bali being pretty child friendly with people being very uh, adaptable and in terms of like you know welcoming yeah, and uh, absolutely Bali was an extremely baby friendly place yeah. with the weather with the weather being also very similar to I guess exactly uh, the weather was also very similar to Chennai but not as humid as Chennai so it was very comfortable for a one year old or one year plus to be traveling to Bali too right. and everybody in Bali trust me every single person. Uh, is, is really baby friendly that they would help you at any time with anything that you have. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, how uh, how else would you like uh, tell people to uh, you know choose destinations? How would you uh, how would you help people with uh, destinations uh, friendly for children? Other than Bali, within India, when people want to travel, how would you like to? Uh, see, the only thing is, uh, when you choose any destination or any uh, resort or any hotel, mm -hmm. the things that you need to uh, keep in mind is the first thing to be, there should be a lot of outdoor space for the child to run around. If he's a crawler or a walker, depending on the age of the child, there should be a lot of outdoor space for the child. Uh, secondly, uh, pick uh, destinations or resorts or hotels which are well lit because uh, it's very important that there's a lot of natural lighting or you know artificial lighting which is there within the within the hotel or the resort. Okay. Um, and uh, the next thing would be to keep in mind uh, in case your child is quite uh, particular about the kind of food he eats uh, it's also important that there is a kitchenette attached to the room okay okay or if there's a microwave or a kettle option so you could fix some food for the child. That is another thing to keep in mind when you choose a resort or a hotel. So, uh, would you think uh, other locations like probably New Zealand mm -hmm. and uh, Australia would be good destinations to take children? Definitely, definitely. Okay. Uh, so, children generally, I mean, like we had uh, people within our uh, acquaintances and family traveling to New Zealand on road trips. They go on camper vans with the entire family, and uh, the the feedback that we've got from travelers like that is that they really enjoy themselves because. They do this in their own pace. They stop where they want to right. allow children to like go on in terms of move around and stuff like that. And of course, like you said, cook, make your, own food, make your own food, things like that. Um, so um, we have already some questions about uh, traveling with children. Yeah. So we've had one uh, a person asking us about. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so we've had one person asking us about uh, uh, traveling to Maldives with children. Uh -huh. So would you be able to tell us something about uh, 
you know how they could uh, probably uh, in terms of air travel yes, and how they could plan for the trip itself okay so the person the is just like going out on the first uh, right, trip right. to Mars okay the first thing to keep in mind in terms of traveling is the air travel so before your flight journey whether you have a crawler or a walker just get them moving on in the ter terminal mm -hmm. so let them run around expend some kind of energy before they board the flight right okay. that and then uh, try and book a flight that sort of coincides with the child's nap time or sleep time right. you know so that the child is obviously sleeping or napping yes. through at least some part of the flight okay um, and any paper documents that you carry in terms of passports or you know visas or any other paper that you carry just keep it away from your toddler or your baby because uh, some kids might you know land up uh, crushing you know, it, it, it that's showing it that's away. not something that we want to yeah, yeah or crushing yes. it and things like that yes. and um, if you have like really small babies just uh -huh. remember that uh, there are these bulkhead uh, seats that are available for them okay. so some airlines also provide you bassinets okay. where you could place your baby there's a lot of leg room and and in front there's a lot of space for the parent also to you know comfortably feed the child or breastfeed the child or Generally, there's a lot of legroom for the parent right. to sit there, right. and you could also place your child in the bassinet if they're less than about nine, ten months. You know, less than nine. Very interesting. Months. So we have our <coughs> first question here. So basically, what Anusha is trying to tell us is uh, uh, time your flights uh, with the baby's nap time, and also allow the child to run around in the airport so that you know the energy is exerted well, and so they would probably like sleep it over through the flight and not give you too much trouble, and then enjoy themselves throughout the journey. Right. Yeah. And during the flight journey. Uh, Uh, there are so many ways to keep your child actually entertained uh -huh. uh, see for example you could carry your child's most favorite toy or favorite books okay. along with them so okay. they could you know read it or play with that okay. another hack is to probably pick a new toy uh -huh. because children are usually interested with In new something that's right. a new toy we'll or new, okay, yeah, some new activity or some new book Fair that enough. they could you know okay. probably uh, yeah they could right. probably use that or uh, Another option is generally when you fly, uh -huh. uh, children love to look out at the window, right? I mean, right. all of us do. We all love to look out at the airplane uh, windows. Right. Okay. Um, if there are some cloud formations, you could probably show that to the child, saying, "Okay." Usually, you show it from from Earth, right? You okay. show it to them. Okay. So maybe you could make up little stories about these cloud formations, okay. or you know, related to their favorite characters very and things like that. Right. And one most important thing, they are in a very new environment mm -hmm. right now in the mm -hmm. flight. So there are a lot of new things for the child. Okay. Uh, to see, okay. so you could point out the things in the flight that the child could see and talk about it to them. Okay. So all these things would kind of keep the child occupied. Okay. And if they are a crawler or a walker or a runner, okay. you could allow them to walk through the aisle walkway. Right. And or, of course, not during the takeoff and landing or turbulence time. But otherwise, you could allow them to be, you okay. know, on the move in the flight too. So these so are some ways in which you could keep them occupied the uh, flight during a flight journey. Okay. So uh, just to uh, yeah. introduce you all again to Anusha for those who've just joined us this is our uh, ask me anything session <coughs> on traveling with children uh, and this is Anusha Padmanabhan here Hello. our traveler who's been to uh, many countries and across India with her toddler who's about 15 months old um, so she's been talking to us about her last trip to Bali and why yeah. she chose Bali and she's also been telling us a little tips about um, uh, how to travel on Uh, the the flight and keep them entertained as well. So we're going to take some questions now. So we have uh, one question here uh, from Vignesh. Uh, what are the basic necessary things you would suggest to carry when traveling with a kid? Okay. I okay. assume that the kid would be somewhere between, uh, say, zero to three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hi, Vignesh. Thanks for your question. So, um, depending on the age of the child, again. Um, So, for children who are below about one or one and a half years, the basic stuff you would need would be obviously your diaper bag. So, um, typically, your diaper bag essentials would uh, would cover, you know, wipes, diapers, enough of hot water in a flask, rash cream, uh, basic medicines for the baby, um, your measuring spoon for medicines, your diaper changing mat, enough food so that in case you have a layoff, there is enough food for the child to also have. See, uh, it depends on the airport or you know the place that you are laying off or connecting with. Um, some airports do have child-friendly food, mm -hmm. but you need to check well in advance to see if there is food that your that would suit your child's palate. So it's better that you carry some non-messy snacks for the flight and some food that the child would be able to have during layoffs or in the flight. In case your child is uh, formula-fed or breastfed, of course, breastfeeding kids they don't have an issue at all. In case your child is formula-fed, remember to carry enough of milk powder and enough of hot water in a flask. 
uh, that's also really important okay. and just before boarding the flight if you're able to mix your formula and your hot water together at least you can avoid those last minute mixing up with the child in one hand and the formula powder you know the box in one hand and the, right. so and the hot water in one hand so just be, get, be, be ready, ready be prepared. ready with your food and right. milk and all of it before you board the flight okay. and have enough for the entire journey so that you anticipate even delays and other things during cool. the travel okay. so that's important uh, in terms of food mm -hmm. and of course you should carry non-messy snacks so it's easier for the child to hold and have or for Dry you stuff. to you yeah. know feed the child okay. so these would be the basic stuff that you need to carry when you're traveling in case your child is below two years mm -hmm. old mm -hmm. um, uh, you need to pay for his ticket of course but he'll be a lap child okay. by lap child what we mean is the child would be sitting on the lap of the parent mm -hmm. But if in case you want to book a seat for the child, that option is also available. You could okay. book a seat in some of the airlines, okay. but you need to carry your car seat along with you. You need to attach your car seat to the uh, seat and make sure that your child is comfortable within the car seat. If you don't want to carry your car seat, there is also an option of carrying a harness, a baby harness, right. which is usually for children above one plus. So you put the child in the harness and they would be able to comfortably sit next to you. So you have two options. One, you could book a seat right. or either you need to pay for your child's ticket and the child would be sitting on okay. your lap. So these are some things that you need to ensure even before traveling with your child. So the other things apart from your diaper bag would be in case you're booking a seat, you'll need a car seat or a harness also. And uh, apart from this, um, from the bag and the car seat, mm -hmm. if you're going to carry a stroller, if you're not going to rent out a stroller at the destination that okay. you're reaching, uh, some strollers need to be... Uh, put into check-in baggage. Okay. Some strollers would be allowed till the gate mm -hmm. and sometimes some airlines allow the strollers mm -hmm. till the uh, gate where you board into the into the flight. Okay. And then it is uh, stored away into a compartment and you get your stroller back in the same place where you left it in your previous airport. Okay. So nice. these are the basic things that you need to carry but of course these are for children below two, two and a half years. Right. So yeah. So uh, we have here our, uh, <coughs> uh, our guest here who is uh, Bharat. Uh, who has a seven-month-old? Yes, daughter. Yes, daughter, and he's going to like ask some questions live here. Hi. So I Hi. just came here to. Oops. So uh, I just came. I just walked in. I didn't know it was a live event in Facebook. My I've traveled internationally. I've traveled right. to right. the Egypt. Mm -hmm. I've traveled to Egypt. I've traveled to Europe. Uh, with a few countries in Europe. Mm -hmm. I've uh, done, done a self drive to tour in New Zealand, North and South Island, and I've also gone to Maldives. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking for travel tips and uh, places to travel within India right. for the next maybe two years because I don't want to travel extensively outside India. You know, I don't want to you know, put the child in the stress or something okay. like that. Just within India, I'm just looking for some options and basically what you had highlighted, like how to travel, what to travel. Yeah. That's basically what I want to ask. Right, right. So most importantly, before you choose a destination, it depends on what your family exactly wants. Like Correct. how comfortable, because every child and mother parent is completely different. The Correct. same advice does not apply for everyone. Correct. So it depends on what exactly your family and your child uh, wants. So basically, I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm looking at Goa, mm -hmm. within India, mm -hmm. maybe in the north, I would say, maybe Rajasthan, or maybe a little <coughs> Jammu or Something like that. I mean, okay, okay. I mean, I've not gone to these places. I want to make sure the right, first few right. trips are special for the So, I've been to Goa with Vidyut when he was seven months old. Okay. Okay. And uh, we had stayed at a property there. And yeah. what we ensured when we went to Goa is um, first, as I told you earlier in the live chat, whether it had a kitchenette. Because as a parent, you know, having a kitchenette yeah, is extremely right. important to make baby food. Right? Okay. I mean, I'm answering your question in specific because he's seven months old, your child, right? So depending on his palate, you need to carry the right kind of stuff. Now, if the resort does not have a kitchenette, if they only have a microwave or if they only have a kettle, okay. um, if it's only a microwave resort, try and carry one microwave bowl so you'll be able to fix all your porridges or your boiled veggies and everything in that one bowl. Okay. If they don't have a microwave, but if they're able to give you an induction stove or a gas stove, okay. carry one pan which will suit both the stove and the uh, induction stuff, one small pan because at, at seven months the child's palate is quite, uh, it's not quite extensive. There are only certain things that yeah, child I mean, will she can have yeah. some solids, but Correct. it has to be Few boiled. Solids. Correct, exactly. So, my question is so for let's say if I'm looking at Goa, Correct. 
what kind of specific resorts, like you say, are four star or five? Should I only look for that, or are there any other options apart? You could from even that? look at uh, good homestays in Goa, homestay. because uh, the best part about homestays is again they do have a kitchen where the parent is allowed to go and. I'm coming back to food again and again because that yeah, is the yeah. major concern yes. parents have as such, right. right? And also the climate in Goa, it's it's quite uh, you know okay for humans. little children to okay. uh, travel. It doesn't affect it that much. But for the flight, it's important that you take warm clothes because the yeah. the flight gets really cold at sometimes. But at Goa, comfortable clothing, comfortable cotton clothing that will be okay for the child would be good. And the best part is Goa has a lot of beaches. For okay. the, and, and if your resort or your homestay has access to a private beach or any normal beach, and if your child loves, you know, to sit by the beach or you know to wet his legs in the water, or if, if you're open to it, then that's a brilliant option. And of course, a lot of open space because if your child has started crawling or mm-hmm. sitting, any child would wouldn't prefer confined spaces always. Like as parents, if you want to keep them in the resort room always. Then it's going to be a lot of confinement and yeah, I mean, basically I'm looking for what what kind of things can I do with a child? Correct. You know, if I were to go with my wife, then I have you know I can go around, but I'm not sure what kind of place I can see to go. I mean, I'm not. See, yeah. with the child, the only option is to choose a resort where there is also a lot of play area okay. and you know uh, some open green space where the child can play. And apart from that, outside of of the resort, it depends on what where you really want to go. So if you want to go around visiting the churches. Or if you want to go around visiting any of the other places which are child friendly, then absolutely fine. You could even bring your stroller in or rent a stroller there and and take your child along. Or if you baby carry, nothing like it. You can carry the baby in the yeah, carrier. Yeah, that. Yeah. So you guys yeah. could carry the baby wherever you go. So no, nothing should stop you from exploring Goa yeah. since you are used to baby carrying or you know pushing your child in a stroller. Sure. So places which are comfortable and also time it in a way that it does not coincide the child's sleep time. Yeah. That is the most important. So, for example, if your uh, little one naps in the afternoon, so preferably after his meal in the morning, do a short trip somewhere very close by, or go to the beach near your resort. Then keep everything for the evening. If he's a very active person in the evening, keep everything for the evening wherever you want to go. And if you don't want to disturb his night schedules or you know sleep time in the night, then don't, don't go out in the night at all. I mean, stay in the resort, roam around in the resort. So everything depends on exactly. Your, you know, the child schedule. Priority, yeah, yeah that, that's most important. And of course, the beach is one of the best options to take the child because there's a lot of open space for the child to crawl, to sit down, to watch the show. Mm-hmm. For you to even be able to teach him a lot of things within the environment around. Okay. Right? Is there any special places that you recommend that since you've been there? Yeah. So we took Vidyut, of course, to the beach. Okay. And we had stayed in a resort which had a lot of uh, space to roam around, and there was a play area. We took him to the church. Okay. Uh, the old 16th century church, and uh, apart from that, yeah, there was a public park where we took him. So this is what we saw in Goa as such. We didn't go anywhere else in Goa. Because okay. Now, how many days? I mean, I think it's my prior personal choice. But how many days do you think, like, uh, within a within a year, kind uh, of baby, like, <coughs> travel, like three three nights and four days, or there is no specific no time like that. It depends on how much time you have as parents in right. hand. Because we've traveled with our son. Okay. Uh, Up to the maximum of ten days. Okay. So it's. I took her out to Pondi this uh, maybe this last two months. Yeah, Pondi is a wonderful destination. Yeah, she, she enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, she enjoyed the water more than anything else. Yeah. If I were to take her out on a, on a flight and then you know take her around in like in the city like uh, Goa or in a part of state like Goa, so I just want to know like what would be the optimal uh, number of days and nights that we can go out. I think in terms of Goa, about three four days. Okay. That that's a good break for the child, and also because going for a trip for two days, you know, or one yeah, day, need to have some because the child to has to get acclimatized yeah. to the place, right. right? It's not just us, but most importantly, the baby. Right. Right. So a max of five days is good enough. Right. We were there for four, four days and five nights, so that was uh, pretty good with with you. And you went Panaji or in uh, Goa? We were at the club in Indra, South Goa. Okay. So we have another question here about. Keshav Rao is planning to uh, visit. You can read out the question. Yeah. Hello, Anusha. I'm Kesha, planning for. Uh, yeah, this is from Keshav Rao. I'm planning for a vacation to Bali with my grandson. He's three years old, and he's very interested in visiting theme parks. Is there anything available in Bali? Yeah. So, uh, so when I went to Bali, we had taken my uh, son to uh, this uh, zoo and safari park. And I think Keshav Rao. I think this is a very nice destination to take your grandson to. Um, 
and uh, this uh, jungle, I mean this water pond. There is also another theme park called Waterbomb Park which you could take your grandson to. If he's fond of animals then the Jungle Safari Park is another option. At the Waterbomb Park there are like huge slides in which the children can actually go uh, sliding down. So that's a wonderful option. And Aparna, Aparna Mridul has a question, oh, food question on food and cooking. What are the five utensils that you would take with you if you want to cook for your baby on a holiday? Right, okay Aparna. So this, this depends on the age of your baby again. So I'm assuming here uh, we're talking about kids who are less than one and a half years old. Mm -hmm. So I would typically say baby cutlery. So most important there's spoon. Uh, then the bowl that you feed your child in, have some extra, you know, uh, uh, extra pack packages that you also carry where you can put your non-messy snacks, your other snacks, your porridge and all of it. Apart from that, as I told earlier, if there is no kitchenette in your uh, resort, try and carry a small electric cooker. A small electric cooker which is of extremely less capacity because that's so much that, you know, you can cook for a baby, you could boil your vegetables, you could boil your porridge, you can make uh, whatever rice or whatever your child prefers to have. You can even steam fruits or uh, you know whatever you give your baby. If your resort already has a microwave or an induction stove option, then you could probably carry a microwave safe bowl or a pan that is suitable for both the uh, induction stove and a gas stove. That is one option. Apart from that, you, it's very important that you carry the bibs and the uh, you know wipe cloths mm -hmm. that you use for the baby because when they eat, it can get really messy. And remember in the flight, apart from all this, it's better you also carry uh, one change of clothes because in case there are going to be spit ups or vomiting or any messy uh, activities in the flight then you also need to change. So carry one pair of non-iron clothes and extra clothes for the baby too while traveling. So I'd say these are the five utensils you would need for the baby. Just to sum it up, spoons, bowls, extra packs where you pack food when you're, fa food when you're traveling a small uh, electric rice cooker if you do not have a kitchenette and a microwave bowl or a pan if you have a kitchenette and you want to cook food in small quantities. Thank you. So we have another question from Deepak who is asking how do you deal with a crying baby in a flight? Crying baby in a flight. <coughs> okay. Okay, so how do you deal with a crying baby in a flight? Okay, so let me be very honest, having travelled with my son to uh, many places, um, generally when you board the flight, most of the people in the flight uh, are quite comfortable babies. Generally, you know, people like uh, kids and they're quite comfortable. It is quite difficult to calm down a toddler or a baby in the flight. The only option is how you do it at home. Uh, try and show them their favorite toys, try and show them their favorite books, try to show them outside. See the only reason why children cry in the flight is because they are surrounded by strangers and it's a very confined space and they are also restricted to their seats. Another option is when the seat belt signs are off is to keep walking down the aisle, try and find other parents who have children or people who you think will be friendly with your children, talk to them, get your child to get into conversation with them or you know keep walking up and down engage conversations with the uh, the air hostess the stewards they're also very friendly people and they'd like to play with the children that's the only means by which you can distract your child and try and carry one new book or one new toy because something new definitely fascinates children and it'll keep them occupied for at least half an hour you know or up to 45 minutes to see that there's something new apart from that carry their favorite snacks Babies generally or kids or toddlers usually love if you carry some of their fav favorite snacks and they just go snacking away. Another option is to peep outside the you know aircraft window. Obviously you see a lot of cloud formations and other things uh, in the sky that you could point out. I mean kids usually see that only from below the earth right you just show it to them like that. So when they are up close uh, it's quite interesting for them and for you yourself and you could kind of relate to all of that uh, to their favorite characters or you probably tell them that okay this is how clouds form if they are much older children and if they are much younger probably tell them stories that are related to clouds I mean these are the ways in which you can engage your child. Okay, we have another question is Cambodia safe to travel which I guess which? Uh, I could take. I think Shafali would answer uh, this question I, for you uh, about Cambodia. So there is uh, Deanda Nath is asking us if Cambodia is safe to travel. Um, so I personally have a seven year old and I have been to Cambodia.
and I think it's a very nice place to travel because it's a very again like Bali people are very polite to you and um, you know they uh, food is generally not an issue because you get a lot of uh, steamed uh, rice and uh, noodles and uh, you know generally stuff that children would like so I don't think you would have an issue at all. Um, Cambodia uh, has a lot of uh, places where you know, um, you know the temples, the Angkor Wat and all of that uh, is very child friendly in the sense there's a lot of space like Kanusha just mentioned to run around and uh, so you generally not have a problem having to carry your kid around, there will be plenty of place to play. Uh, so it's it's your dose of history and your dose of play too, so you shouldn't have an issue. Uh, we have another question here uh, from Sharadam Bal, Balakrishnan, on how does one cope with uh, kids facing jet lag, which is a very, very valid question and I think uh, Anusha as a toddler, yeah, okay. So, um, what in terms of jet lag? I mean, uh, first you could before you book your flight tickets, uh, just be sure of the time difference that is there, and try to match it in a way that the child sleeps through the flight. I know it's it's really difficult to do that. Try and book a flight where the child will max try to maximum sleep probably within uh, the night hours. If your child is a very good sleeper, then book for a night flight so they get to sleep and when they are awake in the morning, at least there's some bit of jet lag that's you know not on to them. But once you get off at your destination, I mean you are bound to uh, face changes in terms of uh, foot patterns, changes in terms of sleep patterns. So generally have day one as a free day. Do not venture out anywhere. I mean if, if your child is a toddler or a very young baby. Uh, try and be in the room, try and be within the resort so you are able to give the child some time to get used to the place and also to wear off its jet lag so that you could set a pattern in terms of what they eat and at the time that they sleep. Maximum that children would generally take is one or two days to get used to it and they'll be absolutely fine. Probably some kids might be a little cranky on day one but the best uh, thing is to get them to sleep and to get them into the pattern of the new country. So probably from day two start your travel with something that's you know quite light and from day three you could have like uh, traveling extensively within the destination that you are in. Uh, we have another question from Varun. What kind of medicines can you take? I know you <coughs> can't take medicines uh, that are we can take for a, less than a year. Yeah so it's, it's very so um, Bharat. Yeah. Bharat here has a I question. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I asked her a question like what kind of medicines you can take because uh, I have a seven month old so I know I, she, I can't give her a or or paracetamol. Anything that you know, the quick tips or something like that, you can? Okay, I don't know. Okay, so uh, I, I wouldn't preferably name medicines here because I'm not a doctor but personally it's, uh, it's important that you visit your pediatrist before you are traveling. Oh. That is really important. Okay. So that generally uh, get medicines for your child which will suit, I mean medicines again is based on the child's uh, age and also uh, what the child is used to in terms of in case he's allergic to something or if he's not allergic to something. So get medicines that are important if you want to fall sick, if he has fever, for cold, for vomiting and for diarrhea. The four basic medicines that you need to carry is this. Apart from that, if your child has other ailments, if there are specific medicines, don't forget to carry that. And most importantly, uh, try not to time your travel during vaccination schedules or immunization schedules. Knowing that babies who are generally less than a year old, they do have a lot of vaccines and, and their schedules need to be kept on time. And they get little, uh, yeah, they and get they also fall sick yeah, after yeah, a vaccination right, yeah. before they get fever and all of it. So try and plan your trip in between two vaccines or in between two immunization schedules. So you have enough of time between Correct. the onset of two fevers or the onset Correct. of two vaccines. So also check with your doctor before you travel to, to specific countries in case there's a travel vaccine or in case you need to take a vaccine which is specific to that particular country. So um, hi, so we have uh, two more travelers here who are parents as well. And <coughs> uh, I'm Rajiv, so I have a four and a half year old daughter. So I came here primarily to see if there is any uh, thing to learn to pick locations where we can go immediately. Okay, and you are high? Hey, I'm Halu. I have a three-year-old son, and you've always been worried about like taking him around and stuff. So, just want to gain from your experience. Okay, cool. So, hi. So, meet Anusha. She's our hi. panelist here, who's going to be answering questions on toddler travel. So, uh, you can go 
one of my other friends he traveled to uh, uh, new zealand uh, recently so uh, yeah not him is <laughs> and the uh, the co-founder of picketrain so i think he had taken a uh, a campo van so i think shafa you will be able to yeah, so, um, about that. Uh, so we have our, uh, he's not here right now, but uh, Hari, our co-founder and a couple of other friends uh, went with uh, their children to uh, New Zealand on a camper van road trip. So where they kind of like uh, bundled together like about three kids maybe and much, uh, younger, adults, much younger kids. Much younger kids, uh, one, one and a half, two years old. One and a half, two years old. So nine months, um, she was nine, nine months old. And uh, they went on a 14 day trip. So they were like throughout the, uh, the, on the camper van, <coughs> staying in uh, places along the way, like you would pick up a motel or two and like stay there and uh, um, so it's a, it's a bit of a challenge because you have to pack accordingly, uh, you also have to plan for food, uh, again like she said, pick up places where cooking is allowed. So probably limit your exposure to the outside food because they would probably like, you're scared of children falling sick for example, so limit that and like kind of give them like safe. Uh, options of it. So where they enjoy the outside uh, uh, wherever you're going to and at the same time like you know keep uh, safe with the food and that could be one way to keep yourself like so you pick up places which are like with a kitchenette and things Especially like New Zealand has a lot of these hotels where you have the kitchenette even if it's, it's not a premium star hotel. I've been to New Zealand the North and South yeah. So all the hotels that I have even checked out they had all of them had a kitchenette you can take your stuff and make yeah. your food. And most of your Airbnbs and home stays yeah. so they come with a So New Zealand is one place where you're looking for road trips to yeah. go to. It's like the most brilliant uh, place to And that with children, road trips with kids. Yeah. So yeah. that's the best. Just imagine you can just like stop over anywhere. You yeah. see a rainbow, just stop over there and look at the rainbow Sorry. and then just keep going. You know, that's yeah. like absolutely the most amazing thing. So uh, we have another question here from a viewer who's asked us about the baggage uh, limit for uh, children. Uh, so we have a seven kilo uh, uh, baggage limit for uh, children. Uh, it depends on the carrier, though, right? Yeah. Low cost carriers generally, depending on. Uh, yeah, probably I'll take that question. So with respect to. Uh, uh, baggage allowance for kids. So if they're infants, uh, be it low cost or uh, you know uh, regular full cost airlines, so they'll have their own restrictions. So typically, it's hand baggage that is allowed for them, and in full cost airlines, they are allowed a 20 kilo baggage allowance as well. Uh, but with respect to beyond that, a lot of airlines also allow you to take your uh, strollers, baby baby strollers, along with the luggage. So that is one allowance that is given. So. Uh, typically, if it's a low-cost airlines, I would strongly recommend book a baggage along for your kids because that will be mandatory and it will be required as well. So when we travelled uh, in AirAsia to New Zealand uh, with kids, uh, so they had to book at least two baggages for them because there's a lot of uh, you know uh, children luggage that you'll have to carry. Similarly, there was one question from our guest which is with respect to how do we attend to medical emergency when we are abroad. So uh, this is a lot of questions like this has come to us from our travelers as well which is basically, uh, uh, you know, one and most important thing you need to do is uh, to try and carry a medical history of your child when you're traveling abroad and also make sure wherever you're staying have a nearby doctor's contact number emergency noted down so what you can do is write down to the hotel and ask for them a number so that you're well prepared in advance and once you're over there and if you're even uh, meeting any doctor for any emergency you're able to give him a history in terms of your child's uh, vaccination medication everything so that a suitable solution can be found out and uh, we will move to the next question yeah. And also the uh, another thing just to add on, um, usually there's a 100 ml limit in terms of liquids and all of it that you carry in an airline. In terms of baby food or in terms of hot water that you're carrying for the baby or milk, anything related to your child or toddler, there is no 100 ml limit. You could carry the airlines or most of the airlines do all of it, almost all of it. Uh, we have Gayatri Chandrasekhar who is asking us, would you like to know uh, easy travel food for 8 month old? Zedlak and banana have been mine on my easy options. options. So Gayatri, uh, over here again, every mother and child is very unique. So 
if i want to give you advice on what to carry for your child it depends on your child's palate again and what he or she would ingest so i probably tell you my experience of going with my son vidyut uh so we've traveled with him when he was 7 or 8 months old too and uh, so uh, like serlak there is an option that we make at home so that's something that we carry it's, it's called i mean it's like a porridge that you make at home then of course all types of fruits that he used to have and boiled vegetables and my son started eating solids when he was about 7 and a half 8 months old i mean uh, uh curries and uh, everything else so it was easy for us to travel but uh, easy options would be non messy snacks as such and uh, as you mentioned fruits and said like if that's what you give your child would you like to ask any So uh, yeah. so uh we have some more questions here so um yeah. I'm traveling to Bali I have a 2 year old should I bring a stroller okay so if you want you could but there's also an option to uh, rent strollers at bali you have uh, um, two or three good uh, hiring companies in bali i think bali baby bali baby hire all of this is available online and you could book ahead of time and it costs a couple of dollars and you could use it for hamming how many ever days that you want to and if you're carrying a stroller then um, it depends on the airline that uh, you are traveling in some of it needs to be put along with your checked in luggage some of it needs to be dropped off at the gate and some of it as soon as you enter the airline so uh, we have one from anjana who says we will be traveling to hong kong with my 8 year old to disneyland for the first time so she's worried about the crowds okay okay uh, so disneyland at hong kong obviously as anjana says there is going to be a lot of crowd there but i suggest try and travel i mean if your if your travel dates are going to be uh, over weekday and a weekend try and go to disneyland over the weekdays because most of the locals who have a year long pass would prefer to go during the weekends with their children so try and go during the weekday and also be there like a little early i think you have an 8 year old so try and be there at a time as soon as the park opens so that you're able to at least see most of the attraction before the actual crowds arrive and uh, weekdays are generally not that as much crowded as during the weekend and also there are a lot of um, little uh, you know uh, restroom kind restrooms where you could actually sit with your child and feed them and uh, and move on so yeah i have a question so do you does picutrail or reservations <coughs> for uh, theme parks or water parks in india on some of the best so uh, picutrail uh, does not as of now we don't do uh, india vacations we only do international vacations sometimes things do fall off schedule but uh, make sure that uh, you plan your day in a way that you do not disturb your child's sleep time or their you know sleep time so that on uh, other parts of the day you would uh, be able to uh, travel comfortably also i think in terms of medicines and i, I think we just had a parent share about you know something that they faced in thailand so uh, also in terms of emergencies and medicines Uh, or any kind of other uh, uh, medical issues i think uh, that is something that you face as a challenge but uh, you 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 would be able to contact your local doctor or somebody that you know from india and if you are able to give them the right medicine or to get them across back to india then uh, that could be done i think apart from that in terms of uh, challenges for some parents i think it will be in terms of food and as we had suggested earlier try and carry food that is quite 
baby friendly uh, that you are able to give it to them through the trip. Yeah. Then you have a next very challenging question which is what is the minimum age before you can start backpacking with your kid? <laughs> wow, okay, that is, that, is, that is so relative in terms of... So, uh, we've yeah. had, uh, uh, I've come across people who've uh, been backpacking with uh, eight-month-olds to two-year-olds. Um, so, we've had like, you know, people who backpack uh, with uh, two-year-olds, even eight-month-olds and uh, I don't think there's any minimum age. It also depends upon how, uh, how patient and strong you as a mother are or mother or father are and as how the kid also takes up changes and generally traveling around uh, according to the you know random schedules so uh, uh, have you done much of going alone uh, within india maybe then you would probably be able to yeah i think we first started traveling when vidit was three months old mm -hmm. and uh, that was of course within india first international was bali so uh, that was the time when we started traveling uh, with him so we were quite comfortable uh, uh, when he was three months i think three months five months Seven months, ten months, that's the range at which we travel with him. So, so how does one uh, uh, pack, with, like, you know, for example, you have uh, children going through vaccination, you know, the, yeah. under the two, three, five, and <coughs> so do you generally have any precautionary measures, like, you know, would you advise children to, like, not being taken a week after vaccination or something like that? Okay, that, that's something a doctor would know better, whether, you know, they could travel more. But so far, we've never faced uh, such issues. But preferably, don't travel when there is a vaccination schedule on your calendar. Like, if the child shouldn't miss a vaccine, then don't miss it. Don't travel during the time. Or wherever you're traveling, if you know another pediatrist who's trustworthy enough, who can, you know, provide the same vaccine, then okay. But otherwise, children usually fall sick right after a vaccine, you know, probably two, three days. So give them that kind of time and then plan your travel. I guess it's also better to keep your pediatrician on. Absolutely, and so keep in touch with your pediatrist at all times. Do you have any other questions, Bharat? No, I don't have So, uh, so Anusha, would you like to repeat what you mentioned <coughs> about uh, how you travel in an aircraft with the bassinets? What airlines allow? Would you like to give us that experience? What layoffs? What do you do during layoffs? Okay, so uh, when you're traveling with a toddler or a baby, uh, especially, you know, during uh, layoffs, it might be a little difficult to find food that suits your uh, child's palate. So preferably carry baby food or milk. Milk is usually available in most of the airport terminals. But uh, ensure that you carry enough of formula powder in case your baby is formula fed so that you don't run out of formula. And most of the international airports also have baby rooms where you could go in for nappy changes, you could uh, take your child and feed them there, you could, you know, uh, put them to sleep, spend some time with them over there. And if your child is a crawler or a walker, just allow them to uh, run around the airport as much as possible before you get into a connecting flight so that there's some amount of energy that is expended. And some airports also have play areas that you could, you know, uh, avail the offer that's there. So uh, there are options about renting out books and toys you mentioned in Bali. So yeah, in Bali, yes. Uh, in Bali, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Bali Baby Hire and Bali Baby, uh, both of them pro provide an option of even renting out uh, toys and books. So you actually don't need to carry your entire toy cupboard to, uh, you know, when you're traveling to Bali. You could rent it out there apart from your regular strollers, car seats and harnesses and other things that you use for your baby. I think they even rent out pool fences. Uh, so they have like a variety of things that they rent out in terms of uh, baby care. So uh, books and other activity tables are also available on their uh, hiring website. So all of it can be hired well ahead of time for the dates that you want to and the contact number of the person is given. So you could get in touch with them and they deliver it to your hotel or where you're staying. That's the best part about So in Southeast Asia, um, I don't know how your experience was in Thailand, but most of the places in Southeast Asia is very similar to India. 
so you can uh, you know finding a doctor in terms of expenses it's not very very expensive or prohibitively expensive like how it is in the western world like a europe where you have to get an appointment and the reasons need to be very strong to visit a doctor but in southeast asia you'll be able to do that so bali it is very affordable and accessible as well so we've had not just children but we have had adults who have had some problem they had to visit doctors they were able to do it even in the emergency of a midnight so it is very accessible so that's why uh, generally with kids especially one or uh, less than 2 years we uh, recommend them to take them to destinations which is only 4 to 5 hours from india so that one year uh, the most difficult part which is the flight is easily uh, managed and after that uh, in southeast asia most of the places it is also easy to uh, access doctors emergency all that is taken care of very well so i would strongly recommend keeping it to southeast asia for the first one year at least and after that once your kid starts uh, walking then you can take them to places like europe because it can be very very uh, tiring as well for you guys because walking with a child in europe where uh, the best mode of uh, transport is actually on foot uh, i would say europe could be a little difficult for you guys but in terms of your coming back to your question uh, doctors in southeast asia they are very accessible especially in bali so no doubt about it so in fact we also have another question uh, uh, which is with respect to uh, when you are taking your child uh, to long longer duration destinations how do you manage their entire uh, food uh, how do you how much do you pack so one of the questions uh, this is a very interesting question when we went to new zealand with hari and their kids so you pack for probably one to five days and you pack one probably the most important favorite food you will uh, pack but rest of the other stuff like bananas or uh uh you know baby powder all of this is available across the world and they are very affordable as well uh, even in a place like new zealand it was very affordable so do not carry and hold everything and take for your kid take the most essential things which you'll not def- you'll definitely not find there and then the rest of the stuff you can obviously buy as and when you go over there and stock it up so this is uh what we have in terms of uh, question uh I think uh, we have uh, yeah we have only last 5 minutes left so so before that we'll probably taking one or two questions okay you have one question hi so since you've been saying that pick your tail you guys specialize in southeast asia what are the destinations that you offer what are the destinations that you offer for southeast asia no i know Uh, yeah uh, so uh, yeah bali is something that because anusha has traveled a lot of our uh, customers have also traveled but beyond bali we do uh, southeast asia europe australia and new zealand so in southeast asia we do almost all the places uh, you have cambodia vietnam uh, you have uh, bali thailand uh, singapore malaysia hong kong Uh, even Ch- china for that matter we do we have sent a lot of customers to china as well so predominantly outside india most of the places in southeast asia we cover and in fact we are uh, uh, you know uh, uh, go- tourism government certified uh, uh, travel company as well with philippines with uh, thailand so we can definitely uh, help you plan amazing vacations for most of these places in southeast asia and uh, I think uh, we are at the end of the session and uh, I would like a moment to thank everybody over here who has joined us so we actually planned it as a live session on Facebook but we were very pleasantly surprised that we've also had guests walking in for this session so which is a first for us so I would like to thank Bharat Alagu Rajiv and of course Anusha and uh, if you have any further questions uh, we will definitely take it uh, you drop us message on facebook and we'll be able to answer those uh, taking forward as well thanks a lot for joining us and have a great weekend